Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And I'm Chris. And this is SLC Punkcast. Punkcast. Chris, what is up next? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> this is SLC Punkcast. Uh, we are a punk rock review and interview show, reviewing, critiquing all the genres and subgenres of punk rock, and interviewing just as many bands as we can, Dustin. That's what we do. And uh, thanks for finding us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Twitter. Fucking America Online. Uh, you can find us at <laughs> www.slcpunkcast.com. You can find us on social media at slcpunkcast. And you can find me personally uh, at slcpunkchris. And you can find me on Twitter at anotherpunkslc. Uh, great big show coming up for you today. Who did we interview? The Shame. We interviewed The Shame. Uh, Dustin's gonna go into a whole a rabbit hole of bands from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow! And uh, yeah, inter- interviewed, uh, had a great time, uh, just shooting the shit. And uh, of course, we had to, uh, you know, soccer came up because it does, and uh, proper football, football. proper football. Uh, so looking forward to hearing that. Dustin, all sorts of new shit coming out. Yes, dating back to August 17th, we have Flirting with Disaster with Catastrophizing. That I'm was a single. down the road, not flirting with disaster. <laughs> Molly Hatchet, dude. Great song. Berserker Boys came out with Berserker Boys MLP on August 17th. Slaves came out with another one. Yeah. Acts of Fear and Love on August 17th. We're going to see Slaves here. In Salt Lake, September Salt 29th Lake. at Crucial Fest. At Crucial Fest. The only band worth seeing other than some of the local bands that we know. Yes. Fail uh, to Follow is going to be on the day after. Fail to Follow is going to be, oh, day after? <laughs> Never mind. Fuck Crucial Fest. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe we just got to go listen to some of them. I like Slaves. I like Slaves. They're awesome. I like Fail to Follow is great. Yeah. All right, moving in stereo, My Dear Effigy, it's an EP, August 17th. Mom's Basement Records came out with International Split Series Volume 3 featuring the Putts and Proton Packs. That was August 17th. Molly and the Krells came out with Losing Friends on August 20th. AVAS, or AVAS, but it's all capitals, came out with Self-Titled there on August 20th. And that is also through Horn and Hoof Records. Argyle Goolsby came out with Hollow Bodies on August 21st. It All Started Down the Pub. It's an EP. Came out on Steel Town Records August 22nd. Simficato Oi and Boot Boys came out with The Split on Steel Town Records. We Will Never Be Divided. And that is on August. That's an EP. That's August 22nd. And Lander Keller. Uh, volume 3, that's a bunch of Austrian bands that compile together, comes out on Steel Town Records, and that came out August 22nd. Chris, finish up that list. Yeah, uh, Silic Sharp as a Rock, August 23rd. Level Passe a la Assault, August 24th. Uh, Functional Lunatics, case number 5150 on August 24th. Rat's Nest, number 2, August 25th. The Froth Dogs with She'll Be Alright, August 25th. Swing and Utters, Love and Peace, Played August them last 31st. week. Better Days Away Team, September 1st. Counterparts with Private Room, September 2nd. The Boston Manor with Private Room on September 7th. That's a typo. 
What the fuck do you got going on there, big boy? Yeah, it was. I was in a rush. I didn't have everything prepared oh, today. 1983 came out on September 7th. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with this list, Dustin? 1983, Dustin. I didn't have what the album's called, but they're supposed okay. to have an album that comes out It just says September 7th, 1983, though, on my <laughs> show notes. I appreciate that. Several <laughs> Devil's Sons. Dustin does everything, by the way. Those of you that listen to the podcast, uh, thank you for listening. You're the reason we do this. Uh, Dustin does everything. Uh, you know, he does the show notes. He bugs me to get in my picks constantly. Uh, he fucking runs the soundboard and all this shit. So that way I could just sit over here and fucking talk for fucking an hour and sound like I'm fucking trying to take over this piece. And it's not because I'm trying to, it's because Dustin is constantly working while we're fucking doing the show. Um, and so just a little insight. So that's why it probably seems sometimes like, I fuck up all the time, and it's not because I'm fucking up. I'm reading what's in front of me. I have no idea what I'm reading, though. Chris, time. I'm going to fix it. Counterparts has Private uh-huh. Room coming out September 7th, and Boston Manor has Welcome to the Neighborhood coming out on September 7th. And then 1983 will have an album. I don't know what it's called offhand. And, and if I had ever read this stuff beforehand... I would probably catch it. Yes. But because you are the one that actually does all the work for this show, <laughs> and I'm just the dickhead who fucking sits here and reads, fuck it, I'm the one that makes the mistakes. That's what happens sometimes. Fuck it. The Devil's Sons, the Black Moonshine EP, September 7th. Lone Wolf, self-titled September 8th. One Hidden Frame and Thousand Oaks Split. Uh, What the? Called antipods. Antipods? Yeah. What the but, fuck is an antipod? I don't know, man. We'll find out September 8th. <laughs> the Uncouth with just a matter of time. It came out. Just arrived. Just I just got wanted here. to make sure we note that. It's you fucking know, it's officially next to me. Released. If I'm you purchased going to it. steal it before I leave. <laughs> uh, let us know what we've missed. Um, you know, we get a lot of great feedback from bands. Uh, even that are like, sure. hey, check out our stuff. It's coming out. And we appreciate that. Dustin. New music time, Chris. What'd New you pick music, this week? Uh, the Offspring uh, covered 311's song Down because they're touring together. They did a little covering of each other's stuff. And you um, played the 311 track. I played 311 covering Self Esteem. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll just say it was, and if we're wrong, fuck it. Uh, yeah, uh, this is from the 311 1995 album that was self titled. Uh, this song threw it together July 20th, 2018. It's on the down single. If you get a chance to go to Offspring and 311's show, you can pick up that album there. Right? Stoner punk, reggae, 
uh, I don't know if they were ever really a punk band, Dustin. I, yeah. I always felt like they were more of a reggae rock band. Sure. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to blast them. I just never was a big 311 fan. I do remember this song. That was my first concert I went to. It was 311 and Deftones. It all fucking's been uphill since. Um, <laughs> and so, hearing The Offspring, who uh, has a much different sound, do it, I don't, I don't know. It's cool. It's nifty, right? It's, right. It, it, it's like, oh, this is neat. But um, not in any hurry. No. To like, rush out to get to their show to buy the... Um, the single that they're putting together there, right? This little little EP or whatever. I'll say I, I thought it would turn out a little better than it, it is, unfortunately, this yeah. version. But whatever. Yeah. And, cool. Yeah. It's a cool concept. Maybe and, other and, bands and, that tour can learn and like, hey, we're gonna go tour with whomever. Let's do a, a cover like a promotional I like thing. Splits where bands play each other's music. I mean, fuck, we we played the one, the pairs, um, and direct hit. Direct hit. I think that was original stuff, Didn't though. They mostly. fucking play each other's, though. Yeah, no, two of the songs, they played each other's songs. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, fuck, I love this. What are you playing that's We're going to play the Penny Mob. This is Penny Mob out of Tulsa. They have uh, a new EP that just came out in June, uh, June 6th. It's called Still Hated. This song is called Failure Anthem. Let's uh, go. Penny Mob's awesome, man. Find them on Facebook at the Penny Mob. Uh, I got so used to doing our What's New albums or shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Penny Mob's awesome. What do you think, Chris? This is uh, the kind of yeah. stuff I like to go see live. I could just Absolutely. picture going to a Penny Mob show and loving it, man. Uh, yeah. This is uh, a great track. Great. You know, uh, you, uh, love Ryan, the little guitar. Ryan Wallace, Jason Hamilton, CM6, Russ Verde, and Joe Mysine. I love Penny Mob. Look out for Penny Mob. Uh, they're doing some shows with the Brass and with the Uncouth and with the Shame. So go see that show. Chris, you're up. What do you got? So um, I'm going to be older, lesser known songs for the next fucking like probably four months because wrestling season's coming up. I'm going to get really fucking busy really quick. Um, but what I want to do is I wanted to fucking, I just want oi. I want to fucking play some great fucking oi. This is the Foreskins, Dustin. Yep. Fucking, they are an English working class oi band from the east side of London. Formed in 1979, disbanded in 84. Some uh, some new lineups popping up throughout the 2000s. Um, uh, this is from Oi, the album. Yes. And uh, this came out, 
a great fucking year, 1980. Um, uh, Captain Oi and Cleopatra have both uh, uh, re-released it on CD um, when CDs came out. <laughs> um, yeah, man, uh, this is a great song, Chaos. Check it out. The Foreskins album, The Return, available now on Randale Records. Nice. That's great. Uh, Foreskins, great. What, uh, I want to say about Oi, especially classic Oi, when it, you compare it to punk music, you know, there's certain genres of punk. Uh, the Germs, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I like The Germs. They play some cool songs, but it's just sometimes you get a bunch of dudes together. They don't really know what they're doing with their instruments and shit, and they just fucking <laughs> slap some shit together. <laughs> You know, and sometimes it turns out sounding great, and other times, like, what the fuck? The Germs is a good example of it turned out great. Mm-hmm. But with Oi, all the Oi music I could think of, all the bands, man, they, they play their instruments, they compose it well. That song was great. They're fun to listen to. The Foreskins are just fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wanted to kick off my foray into Oi. Foray with the Foreskins? With with the foreskins, um, yeah, just because you know they're they're just a fantastic band. I think they're a good place to kind of start. Um, as as I play, just some just fucking great oi, man. That was a good choice, Chris. My older lesser known this week is uh, a band called the Normandies. They're also from uh, Tulsa, Nor- Oklahoma. Norman, Oklahoma. Norman, yeah, Normandy, Oklahoma. No, no, no. Norman, Oklahoma. That's where University of Oklahoma is. Oh. Uh, they're from Tulsa, but sure, maybe they're specifically from Norman. I don't know. Anyway, this is the Normandies. The track is called Lost Souls. They released this album in uh, June 28th of 2016. So it's a couple years old, not too old. Booze, Bitterness, and Broken Hearts. This is track number eight. And Check the Normandies out this band. suck. Yes. What we 
Chris. That's the Lost Souls from the Normandies. It's a just a rock and roll band. That's what they call themselves. But that's definitely got a cool punk rock sound to me. Yeah, uh, you can find them at the Next to Rock uh, Labor Day, September 3rd, 11.30 a.m. at the Lost Lakes Amphitheater. Uh, $10 parking, but free tickets. Oh, that ain't bad. So... <laughs> Ten dollars to get in. Uh, yeah, it's an Oklahoma City. Free if you can City. find your own parking, huh? Yeah. So if you fucking find yourself in Oklahoma City, fuck it, park somewhere else. I'm just kidding. Fucking, I, I don't think that you could get in unless you park there. Is that the, probably the point, right? That's yeah, probably true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's September third. Uh, just pack a whole bunch of people in the car. It's like going to the drive-in movie. Right. You get as many people <laughs> in. Fucking, we're going triple. Fucking, we're going hex tuple wide on the fucking back seat of dustin's truck let's fucking roll there you go all right chris that's normandy's that's a uh, second band from tulsa for me we're moving on to great cover to cover album for you and and talk I'm, about it and i'm gonna have a kind of a recurring theme here as well um i was fucking around on the internet and came across a old rolling stone article uh, from 2016 from 2016 well i, I guess it, it I don't want to say it's like new, you know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's fucking three years old or, or two years old. But it's the 40 greatest punk albums of all time. And there's a handful in there, Dustin, that you and I have already done. Or uh, or maybe I would look at and go, ah, it's more of that emo or Nirvana Nevermind's on there. And it's definitely gr- uh, you know grunge. Um, I wanted to grab some that, hey, I didn't really, you know, maybe we haven't played or we haven't really gone in depth in. Uh, White Lung with Deep Fantasy. This is number 38 all time on that Rolling Stone list. They're a Canadian punk rock band from Vancouver. Um, and uh, uh, the Rolling Stone uh, described them as uh, like Black, Black Flag uh, fronted by the bastard daughter of Patti Smith and Stevie Nicks. Uh, <laughs> Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac. Yep. And um, this uh, was released in 2014. Um, and I guess if we had had a show, we, we talked about 2015 songs. If we had a show, this would have been it. Hey, maybe if we were 2014, we would have had this. No? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you would. Maybe I would. Um, yeah, so we got three tracks. Face Down, Down with the Monster, Snake Jaw. Uh, this is track four. Yep, Face Down. Play a little bit of this. Dustin says, fuck the list. <laughs> I agree. I just told Chris, this isn't bad. It's okay. I like the the music was okay. The voice didn't really go with the music to me. I don't know. That's interesting Didn't quite, me. didn't, I don't know. It wasn't my thing. But I told him, if this was on a top punk 
album list or whatever, uh, and I was starting well, I mean, from the, the way, lowest. We're all the way at 40 here. Yeah, well, it's 38. And if I went from, if it was top 40 and I saw 40, 39, and then this was 38, I would stop reading the list and move on wow. to do something else. Fucking nihilist over here. <laughs> this I, sounds like me. they're taking uh, the Runaways vocals. Okay. And mixing it with some 2000s run-of-the-mill punk band, you know, uh, like a generic punk saying. sound. I see what you're saying. We have some authentically, you know, interesting-sounding lyricists. Right. But with more of a generic band sound. I think if they took this singer and she did, like, a Runaways cover band or just music that sounded like the Runaways type stuff, like, damn, sounds just like a... Uh, What's her name? Cherry, no Cherry. Fuck, I don't know the singer's name. I forget. Joan Jett's in the band. Lita Ford's in the band, and then the singer is. I forget. Mm. We'll look it up. Anyway, that's yeah, my opinion. Let's yeah, listen yeah. to I a little bit of this saying. track before it ends. This is "Drown with the Monster." So, Sherry Curry, that is the singer I was thinking of. Right. Because her, Lita Ford, Sandy West, Joan Jett, and Jackie Fox, that's who made up The Runaways. And The Runaways were a great band, great all-female punk band. Absolutely. uh, You know, the Cherry Bomb song, and then, then, you know, Lita Ford and Joan Jett both went on to have very successful careers. Especially Joan Jett. Like, Lita Ford for sure did. Cherry Bomb! Right? That song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great and so, song. I think the vocalist, and it's not a knock, it's just that's what I'm hearing. It's like, that vo- no, no, no. the vocalist it, I, should I go with too. a different style you know, of music It's kind this. of interesting that the, you know that you picked that up, and, and I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I hear I hear that, that sound more than I hear Patti Smith and Stevie Nicks. Sure. I do, too. And, and what now, uh, Rolling Stone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Rolling Stone. How about the fact that you just blew them up? Because you're absolutely right. Uh, Runaways, man, right yeah. there. That's that's who she should be singing. She should be doing maybe I, I wouldn't say covers necessarily. Yeah, that's why I said she could do a cover band or just a band that does that style of music that would sound similar to that. You know what I mean? You know, this band's probably good live. Oh, I'm sure they are. Just their sound. It's one of those sounds that translates. I, I think that they're trying to be more like X. Okay. Right? Do you hear that influence right. in there? Yeah. Um, I think that when you have uh, women punk bands like that, like X, it's going to it's gonna influence these so much. Right. Um, that it, it, And that, to me, is what I heard when I listened. I was like, this is like X. Right. Well, this one is track three. The last one was track one. Track three is Snake Jaw. Let's listen to a little bit of this for it ends. Yeah. 
He's nuts. <laughs> yeah, he's nuts. I was saying that to you. You just turned <laughs> on my mic. What a dick I sound like now. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris, that was a, that was a good pick for what I, it was, I, and know, I get where you're going. I like the fact, though, that you and I could sit here and talk more about sounds that we hear in that band and clear influences to them and that we can you know you can draw out the runaways i'm drawing out x right and i think that that's why it's a good band sure is because you're you and i are listening to it going this band oh that one that one that one i can hear this influence i can hear that i to me that a, a band that strikes up conversation you know music that strikes up conversation is just as just as good as one where you and I just fucking high five and start punching millennials. Right. Which is my new thing to talk about. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking punching millennials. You know what I'm saying? It, it, to me, that's that's what it is. I, I, that's why I liked it. And and like I said, I was picking tracks thinking of you two. Well, with the list, you know, when I say I would stop looking at the list, when I look at a top list, I want to see, you know, if you're putting down a top 40, for example – in that somewhere in there, there's got to be a, a few. If it's a top 40 punk, then it's got to be, you know, you better have one of these bands that are on this wall in here right now. You know what I mean? You better have the Exploited. Well, bad, well, you better have Coxbar. You better have Rancid. The Misfits is in there. Right. You better, you better have something. And Holy so, shit. Wait a minute. If is, I see. And out come the Wolves on there? If I don't see some of those that I think, oh, yeah, you know, that speaks to me, then right. it's like I'll, I'm not even – I don't give a shit. It's, they're – their list is different than I what mine's going to be. I find it interesting, I mean, in, in trying to make a top ten or whatever, and you and I have talked about this a lot, um, just kind of in passing, uh, how hard it is because you could do a top 40 oi bands or, or, or oi albums of all time. Right. Right? And you and I are going to have fucking opposite lists. Sure. But the band's on the list, right? It's yeah. still on there. But it's going to be different maybe places. different places. Last year, you had like Rude that. Pride at number one, number Absolutely. two on like singles and albums and right, stuff. And I right. had them on the list, right. but they just weren't as high up for me. Right. And and so it's one of those things where I think that when you have like the, the top 40, I mean, it, it's, it's admirable to at least make the effort to say, here it is. I like um, it, but and I love to see the list. What I want to see is again, the list that has a few that I'm like, yes, because then I'm going to go see those bands that are black lung where I'm like, or white lung rather, sorry, not black lung, white lung. And I see that list like, Oh, I don't know who that is. Now I want to check it out. But when I check it out and it's that, it's like, okay, that's okay. But I mean, that's not even on any yeah. list for me. You know what I mean? That's worth talking about. It's worth listening to, but that's where I draw I mean, the line I, on that I, one. I, I, there are, like I mentioned, there's the, the, the albums that we've already played. You know, black flag, um, is on there. And, um, like you said, you know, bad brains, misfits, uh, you know, but albums that we've already you know sure. listened to or talked about or said were influential or or whatever, um, yeah. So well, one thing we didn't include last year was a best new band. You know, like a best first release, not yeah. necessarily best yeah. new band. This means war, absolutely hands down. Oh, best new band. Yeah, you and me. I would have both. You and I would have both agreed to that. Yep. And uh, so I want to put that out there since I didn't do that last year, and this year I have two at this point. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to do one or two best new bands, you, and you may not know it at the moment because you haven't been thinking about it. No, I haven't. All right. I mean, so for me, put me on the, spot with the Roadblocks and Trashed Again are, are, are okay. there. So what 
this means war was for me last year. Right now, it's the roadblocks and trashed again. And we're kind of past that midway point. Mm. So we're kind of on the downslope, but I'm going to put it out there now. That way, it's something for us to think about and other people yeah. to talk about. You know, it's neat to talk about best new bands. And those are my two at the moment. I can, and I couldn't even I I couldn't even fucking think of who would qualify for that. You know, there's some bands we've listened to that I'm I'm like I didn't know they were new. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, or, when that was a great album, and you're like, dude, that was a fucking EP. There's four songs on it. <laughs> and I'm like, step thirteen, number one. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's it's uh it yeah I I couldn't I couldn't even fucking imagine who I would pick. Right. Well, we'll get there. Evil for conduct. now. Evil con. Yeah, maybe ten years or well, uh, shit, maybe like thirty brains. years ago. Yeah, maybe thirty years ago or so. Anyway, my great cover to cover album in lieu of doing that, I'm going to play a couple tracks from the band The Shame. They come from two different albums. Uh, as you'll hear in the interview that's coming up, some of their stuff's harder to to get, especially digitally. But uh, go see the band live, and the, you can get the, the LPs and, and stuff there, or you might right. be able to order them online as they come available. But first off, Chris, we are going to do uh, for football and the pints. Mm. This is The Shame. Yeah. Let's go. 
Chris. We had to play for football in the pints. Everybody will figure this out when they hear the interview. I mean, we talked a lot about that kind of stuff, and that's what, yeah. you know, a good part of what the, the guys in the band are about. You know, that's what they sing about. So definitely had to play for football and the pints. What do you think of that, Chris? Great stuff. Well, we're going to go from football in the pints to <laughs> daytime drinking with all that profoundness yeah. coming out of your mouth, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is daytime drinking. Hey, immediately following this interview, enjoy it. The shame's great. Uh, go see those shows we were talking about. We'll see you on the other side. on the podcast now from the shame chad chad Cheers. how are you thanks hey. for joining us pretty good what's going on guys we are excited to have you on we are big onto the whole football beer and punk rock thing i think that uh <laughs> we wore some sport wore some knockoff shirts at old punk rock bowling and so many people from britain were like is that proper football and then we see your uh your website here or your facebook page and it says Football, beer, and punk rock. So we got to get behind that. Well, that's kind of our thing. We uh, the band started because of a guy I used to play with back in 1986, and I would run into each other down the bar, and we both we both used to play against each other. He was a great goalkeeper, and I was a striker. We were just old friends, punk rock team, and uh, we had always talked about how we loved Oi and loved them football, but we hated the the Oi scene here, and there was reasons for that because it was mostly a bunch of white power dudes. Mm-hmm. and fuck those guys so we talked about you know we love these things let's just start a band doing what we want to do and sing about the game because we grew up with a professional team here 1983 Tulsa Roughnecks it's a huge deal and it kind of defined if you were a lot 
you're a kid at that time, it meant the world to you, you know what I mean? And we grew up playing, and it just became, you know, those things all kind of go hand in hand. So Dustin played a little bit, too, in high school. Dustin, what position did you play in high school? Uh, by the time I was in high school, uh, defense. But uh, I started playing when I was five. Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, played. I could not kick the ball and stay standing. Did you play goalkeeper then? <laughs> <laughs> I was the fat kid. You know, honestly, I moved from soccer to hockey really fast. And, oh, good. You get to hurt people. That's all right. And, and even, in, even in hockey, yes, they stuck me in the goal because I was the big fat kid. They're like, your nickname's The Wall. <laughs> and that wasn't because nothing got past me. That's because I was the fat kid. <laughs> hey, whatever gets the job done then. Right? Tulsa, Oklahoma, punk rock. Tell us about, you, you mentioned a little bit about the oi scene of Tulsa kind of being taken over by that white nationalist movement. Yeah, well, I don't know if I would say it was taken over, but that's all there was. Right. You know, um, there was there was hardcore, you know, back... Granted, I'm an old metalhead. I grew up, you know, a little outside of Tulsa, and you now we're all a bunch of metalheads. But I had heard of, like, NOTA when they were around in the mid-'80s, and there was some other bands, kind of inconsequential bands, and started catching more punk shows and all that. But the only OI stuff we knew of was the Nazis that showed up, you know what I mean? And I, I started finding out about other bands that obviously weren't part of that. Right. You, know, you know, you hear your English bands, your... You know, Cox uh, Bar, Cognitive Rejects, The Business, Four Skins, all that. And start, you know, I, I I loved all that music, but I didn't want anything to do with the scene because of the associations here in town. Right. And I was more into hardcore, if I'm honest, and, and you know, more into thrash. So that was fine. I, I still loved it, but I kind of went up and did my own thing and started bands. I was doing more thrash bands, like a band called Punk Up the Nonsense, Self Destruct, and then ended up in a band called Love Interior that toured a lot, like half the world, I guess, at, at some point, and did, did reasonably well as far as punk rock goes and whatnot, but it kind of fell back to Oi later, being old, bald, and drunk, and looking for something fun to play. But yeah, but the scene in the early days was, you know, I mean, in the mid-80s, I can't speak to any other town, but in Tulsa, if you were into punk rock, you were into punk rock, and unfortunately that meant some of the people that you ended up seeing at shows were fucking Nazi scumbag mm -hmm. and you were a kid so you, you just was like I, I don't like this shit but it's it's punk rock and it didn't really start sorting itself out for a few years after that hard to, hard to kind of balance that right I mean you want to be somewhere but you know that the the enemy element if you will is also there and it's yeah. like I want to be able to enjoy this, but I'm going to have to fuck up some skinhead Nazi motherfuckers, so... Well, I, I was a kid, so I was the one getting fucked up because I couldn't keep my right, mouth uh, yeah. shut. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, my, I mean, not to get into personal history or nothing, but, you know, my mom was born right after World War II in Germany, and her, her mother was tennis nurse in the German military, who ended up marrying an American military man stationed there after World War II. And uh, there's, there's, you know, that's, that's pretty fucked up history that I'm growing up with. And I, I didn't know much about Nazis, but I knew they were the worst people on the fucking planet and the racist bastards, and I didn't want anything to do with any of that yeah. shit. But I still kept going to the shows and the punk scene, and eventually that all weeded itself out. You know, there was more of us than them. They all went to jail. They're a bunch of punks anyway. And, yeah. And, but yeah, but the early scene was weird, man. And, but that was, that was a long, long time ago as well. The fucking mid-80s, when a lot of people, you know, in the punk scene now weren't even born yet. So, so 
coming from that hardcore background and now you're bringing it in i love that you keep saying it's the old fat guy music it's <laughs> the ball guy it, old ball and drop, i love it I, <laughs> I absolutely love it because god i i i can attest to that dustin yes you, can. you have hair fuck dustin <laughs> he has hair because he's a dick and fucking doesn't mine's all falling out and gray and fucking splotchy and shit we're the same age yeah, and we're the same age, and I look 10 years older than you, you prick. That's why right. you keep me around. <laughs> Tell us about the formation of the shame. Like I said, I mean, I've been in hardcore bands most of my life, and I also play in traditional Irish folk bands, which I've done for about 20 some odd years now. But regardless, um, the shame basically formed through an idea of myself and my old friend, uh, JT, Josh Trauman. We used to be in a band in 86 together. Wow. Just playing, you know, punk rock, kind of crossover, but kind of close punk rock. You know, doing NFTA covers and shit like that. We kept, well, you know, we're both Tulsa boys, you know, we still live here, and we're both old practice players, and, and still love the game, still love punk rock, and him and I have always got on real well. But we kept running into each other down the bar, and, and we were talking about the old music and talking about, he was talking about wanting to play again, because he had not played music in about 20 years, and I kind of never really stopped, and I was like, well, yeah, I'd love to playing the Noi Band, and now that the Tulsa scene back then is all long gone, there hasn't been a Noi Band in Tulsa in who knows how long right. at this point. They're like, yeah, fuck it. You know, let, it's fun music. I enjoy it. As long as, I said, the only politics we'll bring to the front would be my, uh, my hatred towards racism, but beyond that, just catchy songs about fucking being old, bald, and drunk, you know, and football, and <laughs> having a laugh. Love and it. Not long after that, my old friend Kevin, who I played with in 1989, him and I had gone to school together, so we're all, you know, over 40 and balding, and, and Kevin in contact wanted to just get together and play, because like, like Josh, Kevin hadn't played in, in 15, 20 years, and so I kind of dragged those two guys out of musical retirement, if you will, and I just started writing songs, and it and pretty much formed through that, and we just, I had a, you know, I'd still been playing music with other bands, so getting shows and doing the whole routine wasn't too out of my element. So we just started doing it and started recording the same studio I had been doing my Irish band through. And after a few years, the lineup started to generally change. After about five years, and we had done a few records, we played some festivals, they both kind of got to the point where, well, we've done it now, we didn't do it for a long time, now we've done it, and now we're ready to move on. And, not doing it. And that's fair, you know, I don't fault them. They're not, they're both uh, married dudes with good home lives and, you right. know, playing in a band once more sounded fun, so they've done it, and then they moved on. And I, at that point, I got the hold of Terry Waska, who was a bass player in this metal band we used to do shows with called Asylum back in the day. He's still very active, awesome bass player. And basically the same M.O. as, as the rest of us, which is, you know, he looks like a skinhead, but he's just an old metalhead that can't grow hair, <laughs> you know. And so he joined in, and then we had, a, we had a second guitarist for a little while. He ended up falling out. Kevin left. I pulled in Dalton, just recently pulled in a new guitarist, John. So over the years, we've fell into this lineup, which is very current, because we, we just recorded in May a fooling, and that was John's first performance with us. He hadn't even played live at that point. And now we've got a few wow. shows in our bed with this lineup, and we're all feeling really confident and really good about it. So. But yeah, so it's been an evolution over about eight years. But yeah, the first several were, were me, Josh, and Kevin, and, and I, I feel really good about that. I'm glad where we're at now, but that was a lot of fun doing it like that at first. And you have a couple of songs we were talking earlier on some yeah. compilation albums. 
Correct. that uh, have come out via Pirates Press. The album that you put together back in May, Right. where can, how can people get that? We were talking a little bit about that before the show. How can folks get music from The Shame? Okay, yeah, the, the all the earlier stuff they can get through the band. The new one we just recorded in May, we're still working with record labels on that. Okay. I am not liberty to say with whom things look good, and if all goes to plan, we should have a 12-inch vinyl out with 10 new songs and two old songs redone out within, hopefully, by the end of the year, the early next year. Right on. We burnt a couple copies for a friend, but now that we're, we're talking with a label here and there, we're just trying to get that sorted and try to get a timeline on that so we can let everybody know what we're doing and when it's coming out and all that crap. Of course, anybody that sees you live, though, they're hearing this stuff that's going to be Correct. released right. now. We're right? playing we're playing 90% of the new record live, yes. Wow, that's freaking awesome. That's a lot of songs, and, I mean, man. Well, they're good songs, and two of them are re-recorded. One is on is the one of the ones you speak of, which is Daytime Drinking, off of the uh, This Is Street Park, because that is sold out from my knowledge. So we don't feel guilty about re-recording it and putting it on the next record. Why not? Plus, it's a little heavier now with two guitars, you know, a new player. And also, we redid off the very first record, Victory in 83, which is about the Tulsa Roughneck Championship of the NFL in 1983. And that's off our first one called The Plan, which goes back to, like, 4 to 2010. So I know what by 2011 in that window. That one's just hard to find, and we like the song, and I've rewritten some of the words anyway to update about kind of after the 30-year anniversary of that championship. Very cool. So I I brought it up with the band. When we had 10 new songs to record, and I was like, well, let's redo Daytime Drinking, let's do Victory, and do 12-song record, and they were all good with it. It's still only like a 30, 35-minute record, so, you know, it's it's punk rock. What do you expect? Two-minute songs of drinking and chaos and all that coming up uh, you're playing on september 9th oklahoma correct we'll be playing with the brass they're from new york and the pity mob which is local boys they're also the other boy band here in town they're fantastic a little more american style than us mm-hmm. i kind of view what we do a little more european a little more melody based mm-hmm. at times and they're more raw a little more edge maybe a hint of pro mags in there or something, you know what I mean? Right. And then we're playing with the Uncouth. We're uh, like a little bit younger boy band from Kansas City who are really good. Their last record, Jonesy's Wars, is pretty fantastic. So, yeah, that'll be a great show all around. And actually, we're playing this Saturday as well, but that's just a local party thing. The next major thing we're planning on is closer to late fall or at least mid-autumn, going to try to do a full Texas weekend and do like you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, maybe Houston, maybe try to get out to uh, New Orleans, but that might be pushing it this time. But, but yeah, so that's kind of the next agenda. I mean, you can always catch up and call, so that's not a big deal. Both hometown and shows pop up and we can go play, but, but getting us out of town is a little more difficult. You know, we're all old and have jobs, so <laughs> it takes a lot of planning. You know, we had an opportunity to interview the Uncouth. They're fantastic. They're good guys. We we thought they're they the world of them. The fantastic band. What are some other bands that uh, you've gotten an opportunity to play with and maybe stand out to you in your mind? You're like, oh my god, I get to share stage with? My favorite band to play with is 
probably my favorite away band currently, and that would be Victory for sure. Oh, they're fantastic, uh, aren't they? They're so good. They they're fantastic. They, whenever they've come through Charleston, we've played, and also they do the uh, Fuck You We Rule Fest, which is a big three day punk fest here, and they've played a couple times at least, and and we're usually on that at some point, and we've got the luxury of playing with a lot of good punk bands on those festivals. I would say definitely them. I, I, I can't say enough about our local brothers, though, Penny Mob. They've got some songs recorded on Spotify, and they do get out of town on occasion. If you ever get a chance to see them, they're, they're fantastic. Now, unfortunately, we did not get to play, but as far as Ori goes, just in general, I got a chance to see Legion 76, and I just should mention them because they were fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but we've... we've we played a really good show with Out of Control, Out of Canada. They were very good. A lot of fun. Good guys live. Yeah, man, there's just been a lot of bands. We've been really lucky. Getting I mean, just in, in Tulsa, you're kind of limited as to, there's not too many bands, there's not too many shows. So when, when bands come through, we usually get a chance to play and all that with some of the bands that travel. But then again, at the same point, not too many people come through unless it's for the big festival or something. Oklahoma, is that considered to be one of the big fests there? I mean, is that... Well, the the, the, the fucking we rule is, is big in its sense because, I mean, it's you're talking uh, 700,000 people sold out within the first few days. It goes on wow. sale every year, and it, it packs out every year on July 4th weekend. Like, as soon as Tony and Michelle advertised that tickets are going it's mostly a punk rock though there's mm-hmm. usually only a couple of oi bands that play but mm-hmm. it's usually street punk and punk rock but it sells out almost immediately every time they have it it's ridiculous now as far as whether what it's considered by other people i have no idea i mean i've never been to punk rock bowling and shit like that so i couldn't i can't compare them it's fucking but i could tell <laughs> i could tell you that the lineups are always fucking fantastic because yeah. you know you'll have the virus you'll just get a, a shit ton a variety of bands going back from, you know, the 80s English punk rock to younger bands nowadays. So it's just a great fest. I'm usually pretty drunk when I go, so you'll have to forgive me if I don't remember every single band I've seen. I got wasted the last day of punk rock bowling. I got fucking hammered right. and gambled and fucking ran into a friend of ours and didn't even fucking notice. And I, happens. I live within a mile of the place that the fucking three-day fest is. I'm older, and I try to contain myself. But, and I did better this year, but previous years, like when Brass Tax played, yeah, I kind of might have lost my shit a little bit. <laughs> But it was a good day, if I remember right, which I don't, but still it was a good day. <laughs> One of the things that we like to ask bands about, and personalities within the band, how about that, is Guilty Pleasures. It's a big part of our show. Uh, it's something we okay. enjoy talking about. I think Dustin has played every fucking New Wave song in the history of the world. I played a bunch of old school hip-hop. I'm going to start playing some Outlaw Country uh, uh, actually, you're you're talking you're talking my language already. Hey, so. see, that, and so what are some things that are definitely not even on the same level as punk rock that are guilty pleasures for you musically? I've seen the Village People four times. Yeah, um, wow, they, if, disco, if come, huh? Well, you got to understand, I'm almost fifty years old, right? <laughs> and. And, and granted, that's not my favorite guilty pleasure, but that is a guilty pleasure. Right. Um, I was, you know, if you think about when you're a kid and you start recognizing what music is, not necessarily definitions of music, but music itself, right. as, as a thing about five or six years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 1975, 1976, what was the fucking shit on the radio? Oh, disco. Exactly. And so it just kind of stuck with me. And I always <laughs> liked the big game vocals. 
I am also, like I said, I'm very much an old metalhead. I mean, my all-time favorite band still Iron Maiden. Always has been, always will yeah. be. Um, I've seen them seven times. But I am also, like I said, I, I sing for tra- traditional Irish band. I like old folk music. I grew up around my father. He did not like the disco stuff, but it was on the radio, so I just remember right. it. It kind of stuck right. with me. You know, he liked what was kind of the folk rock, and I, I still love that shit. Gordon Lightfoot, Harry Chapin, you know, fucking Seals and Crofts, Jim Croce, all this shit. Like, I'm a huge Harry Chapin fan. I have all his stuff before he died. Of course, like you were saying, Outlaw Country. Now, that took me a long time to get into because I kind of came backwards through that stuff because I got, I wasn't, I wouldn't listen to country growing up because my father didn't like it at all, obviously. But then I, when I found Irish folk music, I mean, that's where country comes from. And so I kind of came through the back door on that stuff. I started listening to old American country yeah. after I had really gotten to traditional Irish and folk music. And I am music. totally like on par with you in every way on that, where I, I mean, I heard some country growing up. I have, like, George Strait albums and stuff because yeah. that's what popular Cash, in the 90s. Will Haggard, all that, yeah. Any of the 90s stuff, I have it because that's what my mother let me listen to. And, right. You know, and then I went straight to punk rock from there. But listening to Dropkick Murphys and all these Irish Celtic punk bands, uh, Flog and Mollies and stuff, my buddies that I fish with, they all listen to this classic country. And I'm sitting there listening to it and going, wow, these arrangements are so similar, right? And Well, but you it, should get it, back it just... into the old Irish stuff, though, dude. I mean, I'm a big like fan of the Dubliners and the Battering Ram oh, and the yeah. Wolf Tones. Absolutely, and I'm with you on there as, as well. I mean, holy crap, I, I love singing old traditional uh, Irish drinking songs. Dude, yeah. I've been doing that for oh, 20 man. years, and we've oh, got fucking it. five records out, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. That stuff is fucking fantastic. Man. Yeah, I've been, doing, I've been doing Larkin for a long time. I generally write everything for that. Well, not everything. I write about 70% for Larkin in that same style, but we also mm-hmm. do a lot of old traditional songs. And we've been, yeah, I've been doing that since fucking 21 years, 20 years now. So, yeah, still do it. It's a lot of fun. What is coming up for the shame other than the Oklahoma Fest there? What's coming up? What's the future of the shame? Well, we're pretty excited because of this new lineup with having John. He goes by John the Barber. Uh, he's only like, he's a younger dude. He's only like 31. As our new lead guitarist, brings a really good energy. I had known John through uh, the Armory, which is we're the supporters group for the Tulsa Athletic, our local soccer team. So all four of us all go to the matches, all season ticket holders. And John, you know, I never knew he even played guitar. I just knew he was the guy that led the chance the games. And I found out that he wanted to play with us after Dave left. And I was like, if you can bring that shit to our gig, we are in. And ever since he joined, and that's only been recently, we're all feeling really excited. So, like I said, we're going to book a Texas weekend. We're going to try to start playing more. We already have been in the studio, already got the new record recorded. And like I said, things are looking really good, that this will come out on vinyl on a, good, a very good label. But nothing is set in stone yet, so I'm not saying anything. And then we're going to try to do a lot more by the end of the year and the coming year as far as playing out of town more often and doing more mini tours. As far as doing the long tour, I'm not sure. Because, you know, a couple of dudes have kids. I don't, but, you know, leaving my job of 22 years for more than a, a couple of weeks would be pulling teeth. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, new record, lots of shows as far as we can do, play whatever festivals we can get our hands on. We've got a bunch of new merch we just made. we got new T-shirts. We just made the shame pint glasses and fucking cooties, no less. 
Hell yeah. So, I uh, love them koozies, so, man. I got koozies of all the local bands. Every right, one of them does some, koozies, man. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to. We, yeah, <laughs> we, we just got some made. Or like I said, Dalton just had us made some fucking really awesome pint glasses, too. So That's cool as hell. We're sitting in a really good spot, and the future is wide fucking open. And anyone listening that wants us to come to your town, please let us know. I can't guarantee we will, but we'll certainly fucking try. Yeah, we want you to come to Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah. Just we'll just put it. that out. We'll throw I mean, that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only play, I only played for a link like twice. It was I know during the Brother and Fear days in '99, and that was fuck. And then I think in the when I was in the Assembly of God, but yeah, that would have been 2001. I don't know if you guys were in a punk scene back then, but yeah, that was the last time I was in, I was in Salt Lake City that I can I remember. In, I was in Kosovo. Oh, geez, all right. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I, I was I was too busy, you know, doing pre warp tour in in Germany, right? Yeah. That, during that time, fuck, that was some good That's, times, though, man. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, we definitely want to get where. I mean, my idea of of playing out is I want to play wherever I can and wherever I haven't been. Yeah. So, and the shame as far as playing outside of Tulsa and just the region. I mean, we're we're relatively new. We've only we've been to Chicago. You know, we've been to Dallas. We've been to Kansas City in St. Louis and, you know, places within a few hours of here, but nothing real in depth. And I think everyone in the new lineup is gung-ho to do it. So now it's more or less just get the record out and hopefully use that as somewhat of a springboard to start playing out a lot more and then just see what happens, see where it takes us, see if people want us to come to their town and all that shit. So. There's definitely some, some bands on the West Coast. There's some bands for you to play with in Phoenix, Salt Lake City, sure. Boise, I know there's oh, yeah. a bunch of great bands in there, and obviously California. I don't even need to mention California. There's tons of great bands no, all throughout California. Man, good. They don't need you to can spend mentioned. a couple Fuck weeks them. in California going up the coast <laughs> playing with all those bands. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're looking forward to the new album, The Shame. Just fucking well, thanks, everything man. that's coming up for you. And it was just awesome talking to you, man. I, I sure hey, appreciate uh, it. One, and, qu- uh, one quick, one quick yeah. thing, though. We talked a lot about music, but and you mentioned football, but you didn't even tell me who you support. Well, dude, that's Real Salt Lake, brother. Okay, that's fair. You got your local team. I'm with yeah, you. Man. Oh yeah, no. And that's... We, we, I mean, generally, all the guys in the shame have. We have our local team, Tulsa Athletic, not the other team down the street that will refuse to remain that will remain nameless. <laughs> um, nice. But we also, you know, we all grew up supporting, you know, our standard English teams. Well, I I don't have an English team, uh, but I support Bayern München. Uh, well, fair play. I mean, that's, of course, that's it's like be- going for the Yankees in Germany, but that's yeah, all right. It, it, it is. It is exactly what it is. Fuck it, evil empire. <laughs> Let's go. You know, yeah, we've been. Uh, I, I I moved to. I got to Germany in 1998. I was 18 years old, and I was told that I will be supporting Bayern München, and I said, "Okay, let's get drunk." <laughs> and and so there I was, eighteen years old, fucking, and I learned my team. <laughs> yeah, I, my mom, my mom had uh, been born. Well, growing up, we watched uh, soccer made in Germany here, which was uh, on Channel Eleven, just PBS channel. They showed soccer games in the seventies, and I grew up with kind of. And plus, my mom was born near there. I grew up kind of fascinated with Stuttgart. So mm-hmm. as far as Germany goes, like I like Stuttgart. I know they. Yeah. they don't play well, no. but uh, but I grew up I grew up since 1979 being a huge Arsenal fan, and as is we've got two Gooners in the band, which is me and our drummer Dalton. Just so it's respect out of the rest of the band, uh, our bass player Terry has been a city Manchester City fan for a long time, and yes, now they're bought by Dubai and pretty much own the Premier League. Fine, <laughs> fuck those cuts, but I respect them enough. Whatever, 
and our our new guitarist John's a big Liverpool fan. We're pretty diverse as far as our football goes, but we all we all rally around our local boys, Tulsa Athletic, Absolutely. which is where the song Tulsa Boys comes from and all that. Dustin, do you have outside of RSL or, or do you have a team that you pull for? A ton of the English bands I listen to are all into West Ham, and, and so yeah, maybe for you that reason, Iron big West Ham fan, so yeah. yeah, right. And so for that reason, maybe a little bit of uh, you know interest more mm-hmm. there than some of the others, but none specific. I just enjoy watching it. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. That's I, I respect that. And I, I get that a lot of punk rockers fall into the uh, either find like a, a extremely popular winning team like United or yeah or Bayern Munich or uh, Barcelona yeah. or Real Madrid. Or, you know your usual suspects. A lot of them will fall into West Ham because of the Cockney rejects, because of the mm-hmm. business, or hell, even because of Iron Maiden. Right. You know, uh, or or even newer kids being the booze and glory dudes are all, right. you know, West Ham. And so, you know, you, you kind of get it. And that's kind of cool that punks would be in the West Ham because of music, and I respect that. And then you've got, uh, there's also St. Pauli. Got to give it up for St. Pauli just for the politics, even if you don't care for them being a Bayern Munich fan. Them being vehemently anti-racist and, mm-hmm. and uh, a proper punk rock team. That was one thing we noticed traveling through Germany in the 90s when I was on tour with Southern Inferiors. A lot of St. Pauli fans fucking everywhere, you know what I mean? It's interesting because, I mean, we had our team where I was stationed in Schweinfurt. But it, it, it's such it's just like you and I are talking here where, you know, we, we have our local boys that we pull for. And then we have our, you know, the big, the big dog, right? So, so everything was all about Schweinfurt. I, I played on the, the local rugby club. So I was played in, the Sh- in Schweinfurt RFC, uh, the rugby right. football club. And so we had, you know, the Schweinfurt team that we pulled for, but they're like in the, they're like in division fucking 20. <laughs> right uh, you know and, and that's and, all right though you know that's all right we had we had schweinfurt rfc who i played for we had the schweinfurt fc the, the the regular football club and then we had the schweinfurt mighty dogs hockey team so th- we were all about our locals but then we were it was like okay you had to have the big league team so we were all I, I in we were all in bavaria so we're gonna go Bayern yeah. munchen it, it just fucking oh happens. yeah at least that that, that makes sense locality wise oh yeah. i mean you know we uh you should always, and actually, I think lower league football is funner to support. It's just more raw, and it's more yeah. right neck. You're in the, you're almost on the field. You, you can find the cares. players at the bar players. after the game and, and and yell at them or hug them, yeah, depending on how they played. Yeah, we're we're real positive towards our boys because I mean it's fourth tier fucking American football. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's who gives a shit. These guys are they've got jobs and they're just trying to come out and play for your sorry ass yeah. weekend. Absolutely. The least you could do is fucking sing some fun songs insulting the other team and drink some beers and buy them around and yeah it's all good fun so we'd, yeah we're big we're big fans of the supporting our locals for well sure. we would love to get you out here to salt lake take you to uh rio tinto there take you to the riot, riot. show you show you the best time that we can show you because it gets fucking crazy there too i mean both of us you have silly to... mormon motherfuckers oh, i'm down man. with that those <laughs> hey let me tell you dude those fuckers get nuts we're, we're, we're not on the Mormon side of things, but we're, I'll tell you, they fucking get crazy, and we love it. So. I don't think they get crazy. I think they are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we stand corrected. Indeed. Thanks so much for, for joining hey, us, man. We appreciate it. Looking forward to everything. Dustin, what are we doing next?
gang's all here. Glory the cup and let me drink some beer. Right, Chris? Yeah, buddy. Woo! Sam's army and the gang's all here. Yes, special thanks to Shame's great. Go see those shows. Uh, one with the brass, the uncouth, the penny mob, and the shame. Man, I wish I could be at that Fucking show. Fucking great, right? Yes. That's a great lineup. Four great bands. Those guys could Every all one like, of those bands we've now played on this show. Those guys could all stand around and be like, hey, those guys from Salt Lake are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but we like them. Even if we're dicks, we might be dicks. I'm sorry if we are. Everybody. I don't know if we are or not. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, Tell us if we're dicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> SLCPunkChris at gmail.com. <laughs> Fucking email me and tell me what kind of dick I am. <laughs> uh, Dustin, what do you got? Uh, next up, because that's everything. Uh, what? You didn't want to do your fucking stupid song? No, I haven't done that in a while. I know. I appreciate it. The shame was great. So I guess all that's left now is some guilty pleasures. Chris, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to be doing Outlaw Country. Uh, I mentioned it last week. We played a a not an Outlaw Country song. Uh, But, um, you know, we're going to start off with uh, Johnny Cash. This is a protest song. Yep. And... um, Fuck, that's a good recording of it you got here, Dustin. Hey, you like that? Play that a little bit. Seem to have a somber tone. Well, there's a reason for the things that I have on. I wear the black for the poor and the beaten down. Living in the hopeless, hungry side of town. I wear it for the prisoner who has long paid for his crime. But is there because he's a victim of the time? I wear the black for those who've never read or listened to the words that Jesus said about the road to happiness through love and charity. Why you think he's talking straight to you and me? Well, we're doing mighty fine. So, yeah, so uh, Johnny Cash is definitely uh, one of the epitomes of outlaw country. Uh, What happened was in the 1970s, all the country music started going pop. Does that sound familiar as fuck? Um, And uh, so uh, your major artists uh, were, were like Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. And they both went straight to pop music, you know, and Hollywood and all this stuff. Well, these these few guys fucking hung around, and they kept doing country and western type music, the older type music. Um, but they all also were fucking raging alcoholics and drug addicts. <laughs> and um, a, a good example, uh, Johnny Cash, is, he, he had been to prison seven times, um, uh, you know, had tumultuous uh, relationships with June Carter and, and that are well documented in the Johnny Cash movie. Joaquin Phoenix, one of my favorite actors ever. He got fucking robbed when he didn't win the best uh, the best supporting act, uh, actor Oscar for his role as Commodus in Gladiator. I, I just thought he's a brilliant actor. and um, So you can check out that movie. It's called Walk the Line. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories here, I was just reading... 
Johnny Cash almost single-handedly wiped out the California contour species. When he left his party truck, he parked his party truck, which was burning down. By the way, he had a party truck. You can imagine what was in the party truck, Dustin. That would be methamphetamine. That would be alcohol. That would be whatever. And uh, it burnt like 500 fucking acres of Los Padres National Forest and killed all these nesting condors. And when approached about it, he said, I don't give a damn about your yellow buzzard. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who these guys are. Right. And, and, and each week as we do this, Dustin, n- not only are we going to play a little bit of their music, uh, it's, it's less about the music and more about the men. Right. That, that, that created it. Um, although there are a few songs where I'll tell you, hey, turn this up right here. By the way, great recording of that song. Hey. Fuck's sake. I've never heard it so great. Um, you're going to have to fucking share that file with me because every file I have of that <laughs> sounds like the old mono recording that, that they this did them on. It turned out pretty good. Yeah. You know, in 1971. Sure. So, um, yeah, uh, but fantastic stuff. Great stories. Looking forward to kind of taking you down this fucking crazy journey if you're interested in outlaw country or just wondering what the fuck why would some punk rocker be interested in this stuff um check out mike judge's show on cinemax it's called stories from the road and mike judge a beavis butthead fame one of my right. favorite people of all time king of the, um, hill. King of the hill was just fucking wonderful um uh also uh directing uh office space and idiocracy um two of my very favorite movies ever um he did he he does like a little it's it's an animated um uh telling of some of these stories of some of these outlaw country guys and they're fucking fantastic and um that's kind of the inspiration one of the inspirations for doing this but also the fact that uh, i feel like these guys were the punk rockers of their time right and they just happened to be also in the 1970s as well when punk rock fucking comes about because of that, uh, you know, of rock music becoming just fucking straight up pop. And so it just kind of fits into the two things. Nice. Well, great. Do you like Johnny Cash? Are I you, do. Are, are you a fan of uh, uh, all the bands that I've of all the singers and everything I sent you? Were any of them familiar to you? Did you look through that and go that list? Have you, have you seen that and gone? You know, I mean, obviously, Willie Nelson. I'm sure you've sure. heard of Willie Nelson. No, fuck's sake, he's in pop culture. I've got culture. a bunch of Johnny Cash stuff, yeah. And and so I, it, it's not like I'm playing anything that's off the fucking beaten path. There are a few that are going to be off the beaten path, and of course, there's a couple from Bakersfield, California, because that's fucking that's an important city in outlaw country, baby. <laughs> it's where Waylon was born, and and where Buck Owens died. All right, I'm going to play a guilty pleasure song. We're going to wrap this up. The band I'm playing is not from Tulsa, but they are from Oklahoma. They're from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, back when I used to listen, oh, uh, shit. in, uh, probably the junior high, the early junior high oh, years, yeah. I listened to some of this <laughs> yes, stuff, like the, the hip hop, but oh. they kind of transitioned into the R and B and the God. pop and all that kind of shit. You and I would have fought in junior high, but <laughs> I, we would have been friends This was one of, this, the time, at the time this album came out was probably my favorite album at the moment, you know what I mean? For quite a while, but, uh, this is color me bad. This track is all for love, Chris. I remember this we're one. Been, we're following up Johnny Cash with this, bro. <laughs> Johnny yes. Cash just rolled in his fucking grave. Hey, Color Me Bad still touring. I just saw them uh, <laughs> like two years ago. Not specifically. They did like a, 
like a 90s hip-hop tour, and it was Coolio and Salt and Peppa and the Jets and... The Jets. I don't remember the Jets. Run DMC. They're from... Oh, come on. Run DMC? No, no, not Run DMC. That's not, fucking uh, 80s hip-hop. Uh, young MC. That's where... There I, you I don't go. know why I said Run Fuck. DMC. Was it's Young MC. That's offensive. Vanilla Ice. Uh, was there and he Jesus he did Christ. like two of his old hip hop songs and then played like all of his metal shit. It was weird, really, because it was a like a classic hip hop tour. Obviously, all the bands I named, right? He's a fucking weird dude. Did you ever see his like landscaping TV show? I saw the commercials, never actually watched it. I watched that shit, the Vanilla Ice Project, <laughs> and there's this. He's got this hang around guy that just fuck. He's like a contractor and he is obsessed. With Vanilla Ice. He thinks his buddy Rob Van Winkle's the greatest fucking thing ever. It's the weirdest fucking show. Well, this came off the self titled or the CMB, Color Me Bad, debut album. It peaked at number three on the Billboard 200. Yeah. And it spawned seven singles, including this one. It uh, sold over three million copies. That's a lot. Triple platinum, Chris, for this album. Somebody got on the radio the other day and said, um, this record is uh, surpassed this record on sales. That's all fucking gone, too. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make that, a difference anymore. Shit, nobody, nobody fucking counts that shit anymore. So when you have something like that, that's a record that's going to last, Dustin. Yep. That's, that's impressive. All right, Chris, where can we find all these bands? Uh, in hell. <laughs> I said all of them, not just Color oh, Me Bad. Okay. Uh, Twitter, at Offspring, at Penny Mob Tulsa, at The Normandies, at White Lung Band, at The Shame of T-Town. Yeah? Yeah. At SLC. Oh, that's me. I'm at SLC Punk Chris. And I'm at Another Punk SLC. Instagram. At Offspring, at The Penny Mob, at The Normandies, at White Lung Official, at SLC Punk That's Chris me. right and there. you're at SLC Punk Cast. Yeah, I do that one. And Chris, what's Facebook? Uh, it's this social media app. No. It's <laughs> at Offspring, at the Penny Mob, at the Foreskins, at the Normandy Suck, uh, at White Lung, at Oi, the Shame, at SLC Punk. Chris is me. It's, it's, that is you. And then I do the at SLC Punk Cast. Oh, God bless America. If you're still listening, thank you for listening. We do this for you. Um, and uh, please feel free to give us some feedback. We like feedback. We like hearing from people, and we love all the music submissions. We get a ton of them now. Oh, yeah, man. They're, they're coming you. in, and we, we is, listen to everything that comes our way. It's coming in. You know, keep sending stuff into us. We love the content, but be aware, it is coming in so fast, and Dustin and I, of course, we both have regular jobs like a lot of these guys in these bands, yeah. and, um, and we're not trying to make excuses, but fuck, it's so much. We're getting through it though. We'll don't, get, don't, we will always get to we it. We will always get through it. Don't don't ever not want to send something because you think that we're fucking big league and anybody. Uh, we fucking like, don't see ourselves as those kinds of people. All right, Chris, play the fucking outro. Yeah.